Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished individual from the world of television, from Miami, USA, Mr. Kirk Jimenez. Kirk, welcome to the show. Ashutosh, thank you so much for that great introduction. Um, uh, we're already becoming fast friends. Just thank in this you, few absolutely. absolutely. Uh, leading up to the show. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Kirk is the founder of Sizzle TV. He's a two-time Emmy winner. He's a TV personality, and I'm sure you can make that out by the confidence with which he's presenting himself. He's a content creator, as has been seen on ESPN, SNY, WTVJ, WPLG, WSFL, KEPR, and Sport Illustrated Now. So, Kirk, what an amazing journey you've had. Before we get into discussing anything else, tell me about your journey in the world of television as a former network anchor. Oh, wow. That was uh, quite a story to tell. It's uh, here, as we say in the United States, it's, it's quite a whopper. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm a straight up immigrant from Venezuela, uh, mm -hmm. from Barquisimeto, Venezuela. And I came to this country, uh, the great land of the uh, United States of America, when I was four and a half, almost five. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just fell in love with the country. Uh, I say I was raised as a 200 percenter. I'm 100 percent Venezuelan and Latino. And 100 percent american because wow. we don't we don't we don't do anything halfway correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh i then through the trials and tribulation going to school etc i found myself as the first ever in 2003 latino hispanic mm -hmm. uh, to anchor in english in the history of espn i got wow. i was the first i was the first latino hired uh to anchor on espn news and i was there for mm -hmm. four years mm -hmm. uh i was unapologetically hispanic Mm -hmm. And it was a great experience. You know, once you reach, as you well know, certain level of, of success, you're just surrounded by the best in the entire right. business. So right. everyone at ESPN was upper echelon, uh, cream of the crop, the best around from the production to the assistants, to the camera guys, to the directors, executive directors, the anchors, mm -hmm. the co-anchors. Um, and they really you know, elevated you because you wanted to be at that same level. So you brought mm -hmm. your best every day no matter what was going on Amazing. at home no matter any insecurities you had to bring it and you know it was it was truly a, a magical run i was there for four years mm. and then i went out to work in new york mm. and all that that whole experience uh really showed me you know how to how to work you know well with others who are at that same level and everybody was super genuine super nice mm. at every level i went to Amazing. Uh, very, very respectful. Uh, and, you know, it's it's great working with the team to create an amazing product. And that's why one of my two Emmys was ESPN. And mm -hmm. all I was was the anchor, correct? All I was was the talking head, the people doing the really hard work, right? the people behind the scenes, correct. the production, correct. production assistants, editors, directors, bookers, you know, newsrooms. Uh, and so I, I really, I, I'd like to say I'm a two-time Emmy winner, but I won it on the backs of amazing people at amazing. ESPN. So tell me a little bit about your Emmy Awards. Well, that, that's what it was. You know, we were back then, we would do three hour anchoring shifts. So you were on set for three hours mm -hmm. and we won for you know best you know, live production, breaking news mm -hmm. uh, uh, production. And, you know, if, if news broke within those three hours, a whole team of people would, would put together interviews, breaking mm -hmm. news. And I was just the anchor um, mm -hmm. on that one show, that one segment. And uh, that's how I got Miami. Wow. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me now, how has been your transition from being a journalist and being a, a news anchor to becoming an entrepreneur? It's been quite a journey and and one that has been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm very honest about that. If I knew, I, I've learned so much over the last two years when I first became an entrepreneur that I wish I could go back in time uh, and and teach myself these things mm-hmm. before I launched Sizzle TV mm-hmm. uh, and, and my company. But uh, that's why I like to interview as yourself on on Sizzle TV, but which, by the way, Sizzle is a free app on Roku, mm-hmm. Amazon Fire, and Samsung. Mm-hmm. I like to interview, as, like you do, as many you know, business, entrepreneurial, inspirational, motivational kind of people, so mm-hmm. I can parlay some of that knowledge and 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 maybe help someone who's on that same entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. and and maybe help them and give them some tools and tips that will you know ease their journey and mm-hmm. <laughs> won't be as difficult as mine if you will amazing amazing so let's talk about uh, sizzle tv um i love the the, the word the, the 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 name sizzle i mean you know with a little fire behind uh, the logo it's it's absolutely fantastic if you touch but, it it's kind of hot it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was your motivation to start uh, a tv channel and what areas do you normally cover my motivation was as i told you i was a latino tv trailblazer and pioneer way back in 03 and i wanted to be that again in the space of smart television Mm. and here in the united states uh being latino uh, we're a minority but there's more of us than anyone else Mm. and uh, we all speak english we all ingest our media in english so i want to i wanted to address that i wanted to give us those english-speaking latinos a platform to tell our own stories, mm. uh, motivate, inspire uh, through lifestyle, entertainment, and wellness uh, mm. content. Mm. Uh, so I went out, I went ahead and built it. So I make TV for Latinos in English, but also with a focus on BIPOC. BIPOC is the new way to say minority here in the mm. United States. It's mm. Black Indigenous people of color. Mm. So I focus uh, on a safe place. I want Sizzle TV to be a safe place uh, for multiculturalism. To tell to tell those stories that regular media really don't care. I should know. I was in those regular mm-hmm. media news mm-hmm. for so many years mm-hmm. that uh, they they just play lip service to it. So I really wanted to shine the spotlight on multiculturalism, um, on 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 what it is to be, uh, you know, Indian American. Have some of my best friends are Indian American mm-hmm. uh, uh, TV hosts, guests, uh, professionals. Uh, and they themselves are are multicultural, just like the rest of the United States. Correct. So Correct. I wanted to shine the spotlight that the the more we think we're different, the more alike we are. And that mm-hmm. has been my going um, education is with every interview and every connection I make, including with you, Ash, is the fact that uh, any anyone who has a multicultural background mm-hmm. uh, has to, has to have that realization that we're more alike than we are different. First of all, we're all humans. Absolutely. Um, then again, uh, there's that the immigrant story. It doesn't matter where you migrated to. Mm-hmm. It's it's universal. It's uh you know once you migrate to somewhere somewhere and you were raised somewhere different than you were born. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it's I think it's a bonding issue where you you have you have to have lived it to know the experience. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and that should bond us all together. There's so many uh, immigrants throughout the throughout Correct. the world nowadays. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So but, that, that's that's my driving force is to tell those fabulous. stories. But tell shot, me, the spotlight um, marketing and branding for those people who are who like me are, are building something. Need, need a spotlight. Need need publicity. Yeah. But I was just wondering, 
what was the reason for you to have just focused on one minority community, which are the Latinos? Or are you uh, covering all immigrants, as you said? Yes, everything. I mentioned BIPOC. So I cover everything BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color. That mm. covers every minority in the United okay. States. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and people tend to forget women are minorities, too. So I feature a, a, a lot of female entrepreneurs, uh, artists, um, you know, engineers uh, and in, in the tech space, education space. Mm. Uh, the most famous one uh, has been Elena Cardone, Grant Cardone's um, mm. wife, who in herself is an amazing entrepreneur mm. uh, as well. And and it's and it's you know with the focus of that talking about multiculturalism, talking yeah. about reaching to those uh, to those you know niche audiences. Mm. And you know, I sometimes wonder because living in Asia, most people have very little idea about what's going on in South and Central America. And uh, I'm sure you're covering some amazing stories. And likewise, I mean, I think people in South and Central America probably don't know what's happening in Asia. No, and you know what? The the smaller the world has become through through technology, yeah. the more separated it's become. Uh, you're and you're 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 absolutely right. And you know, you're it's hard pressed to find someone in North America who knows what's going on in Central and South America, <laughs> let, alone, let alone Asia. You know, within our own hemisphere, mm-hmm. uh, we 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 have no idea what's going on and you know I, I run into a lot of people who have no idea what's going on in venezuela let alone uh asia yeah, but I, I have some investments in india so i keep track of what's oh, going wonderful. on okay that's terrific. <laughs> that's terrific so moving on now kirk uh you know there's been a lot of change that has been happening in the television media in the business because of the digital media and i think one of them forerunners is someone like sizzle tv in the digital space i'd love to get your perspective on how is uh technology changing television well you know the the first thing that led me i'll tell you the story uh as to how i decided to you know launch sizzle tv was back in you know just as little as 10 15 years ago only people who had millions of dollars to invest in satellites Mm. could disseminate information Correct. correct own a tv station well now everyone can disseminate information right? that's a picture of my son by the way yeah. on my phone so anyone is a journalist anyone is a content creator anyone can can uh publish um and you're just limited by your imagination mm-hmm. so with that understanding i realized with the experience that i have i said you know i'm going to cut the strings i no longer need to work for another entity Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the skill, the expertise, the desire, the passion um, to do what I want and broadcast the the, the messages and the platform and the positive mm-hmm. uh, media content that that I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how technology has changed everything. And you know, I and I teach practical tips for media and presentation skills because back in the day, I I used to teach only interns, you know, broadcast Mm -hmm. journalists and interns who who want to be reporters and anchors. Well, now everyone needs those tips because everyone is broadcasting. You know, if if you're on a Zoom meeting, a Zoom sales call or a Blue Jeans or whatever, you know, Microsoft Blue Jeans, Mm -hmm. Google Meets, whatever software you're using, you need to have the realization that you're broadcasting, you're on camera. Correct. You need to have an on-camera presence, an on-camera mindset, mm-hmm. uh, little tips. So I, I teach those little tips because just after the pandemic, you know, these these uh, software platforms became, you know, really relevant. And mm-hmm. 
ubiquitous and they're, they're everywhere. Uh, so we all need to learn how to mm. be master communicators and talk and reach through that digital divide and really speak to the person on the other well side said. of that camera. Well it said. used to be big TV cameras. Now mm. it's just your laptop camera. Mm. And you, really, you really need to learn how to speak to that camera, look into that camera mm. and, and, you know, parlay an effective uh, communication and have really clear communication skills and, and presentation skills. So well uh, that, that all that has changed. So we, we went from phones correct mm -hmm. uh to disseminating information to now these new platforms new ways of of interviewing people look at this we're bridging the world mm -hmm. we didn't need a satellite correct mm -hmm. technology brought us together correct with the click of a mouse correct that simple mm -hmm. so and and we can connect with anyone in the world have a have a one-on-one -on -one, have a, an interview have a podcast but let's do it effectively and let's have that mindset of wake up to performance, even if you're just, um, you know, you don't see yourself as uh, a performer or a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. If you are hosting a Zoom sales meeting or you're on a Zoom team meeting, uh, internal, a B2B, whatever it is, a B2C mm -hmm. meeting, you need to realize you are a broadcaster in that space. Hmm. Well said. Thank you for a great response. The other thing that uh, I've been speaking to some senior journalists and I've, I love asking this question, so I'm going to ask you this also. You know, in, in when I was young, there was to be superstar journalists who would make a comment and then the whole world would listen to them and we would form our opinions based on a piece of news, right. based on their views. Right. The original influencers, right? Correct. Now, with millions or billions of people being able to give their own viewpoint, what is it doing to dissemination of news because there's this huge amount of fake news going around as well and therein lies the problem and that's where the public needs to get educated right as journalists we are educated as to what is a credible news source how yeah. to how to disseminate from one to the other mm. and 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 really discard those that we deem mm. unworthy correct mm. Um, and not news trustworthy, hmm. whereas the regular viewing public doesn't have that training, doesn't have that experience. And as long as they see a talking head, they think that's news. So um, I think it starts with teaching the, you know, the viewing public. And I, I started with te uh, whenever, you know, my my friends have a uh, have um, a career day at their elementary schools or mm -hmm. their children or my my child my children have career days i go and speak to them and i mm -hmm. and i teach them you know you need to realize you know that if you're scrolling that's not necessarily news mm -hmm. you may you you have to stop and realize where am i getting this news source from is it mm -hmm. a credible news sources is it an, an accredited news source and that's why um and they asked me oh are you verified i said yes i am verified i'm verified mm -hmm. on instagram twitter and that's one way mm -hmm. um to to really you know discern who is credible yeah. who is not mm. correct but even then um just because i'm uh uh a verified and have a blue check mark across mm -hmm. all social media platforms by the way at kirk humanas mm -hmm. um doesn't mean that my news is you know uh in my, I, I would be an independent news source i guess mm -hmm. but uh, it's it's better to get those from an organization where uh there are vetted you know news source uh uh where the the news has been confirmed by two or three sources mm. and a uh, news editor has reviewed the copy checked the the, the for, checked for the information and then you have a professional disseminating that information mm. 
and and you know people just don't care anymore <laughs> to be honest with you and i'm i'm not sure if it started when the economy really uh tanked in 07 but mm-hmm. we stopped paying for this experience these mm-hmm. seasoned journalists right these mm-hmm. seasoned journalists uh got pay cuts started getting paid less and less and less mm-hmm. and the corporations decided to bring in younger and younger people mm-hmm. correct Mm. So uh, it waters down the messaging when you have a, a younger person mm. who is not seasoned and experienced mm. going out there and screaming from the rooftops over the broadcast airwaves mm. that this is going on and that's going on without the seasoned experience of a journalist that can bring mm. um, more you know history and and a robust uh, re- report with with more perspective mm. and and maybe a, a little more uh, gravitas mm. if you will. So I think all, all of that changed in in 07. And I think that's been happening across any Correct. industry. Correct. The, Correct. the more experienced you are, they used to pay you for your experience. Mm. Now they see it as a hindrance because they don't want to pay for your experience. Mm. Um, and I think that's where it all starts. And I think that's where it started turning on journalism, where um, journalism became clickbait. You know, mm. instead of telling the the right stories, which which harkens to why I launched Sizzle TV, mm. um, instead of saying the you know telling those positive media stories uh, that really do matter, they became clickbait. They want uh, they want to get your attention. They want okay. you to click, mm. uh, and that's that's really all they're after, mm. uh, which is the money. Uh, and it's it's a sad state of affair. I don't know how to fix it uh, except to be an example of. Uh, the polar opposite. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I do. Well said. There's another aspect of uh, all these digital platforms that have come up all over the world. And that is that, at least my sense in India, I can't speak about most other countries, is that these platforms have started getting aligned with political agendas, which most of us as common people assume the press was not. Correct. What are your perspectives on you know each of these platforms getting so strongly aligned and then they're putting out news, which seems to me to be very motivated? You're absolutely right. And it becomes uh, a divisive factor. Uh, and I think we've become a divisive people as, mm-hmm. as a human race. And in the United States, we're very divisive here. You're either conservative or you're, you're extremely liberal. There's no middle ground. Correct. Uh, and that's where the objectivity has gone by the wayside, mm. because you're you're going for those clicks. You you want those views, mm. so you're gonna pander to the audience mm. instead of rise above and do what's right and do an objective and tell both sides of the story. No, mm. you're gonna pander to you know the people, all the people who are on on your on your side of the mm. uh, viewpoint instead of the other side of the viewpoint. Mm. And it just becomes a sounding board of the same thing over and over and over again. So you're mm. just uh, reiterating what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear and what they should be hearing, an objective mm. views, uh, uh, news source, an objective viewpoint that tells it like it is and just tells the facts. Mm. Uh, facts used to carry stories. Facts were the driving force. People wanted to know knowledge. Now they just want to know opinion. Mm. Now, and then form their own very quickly, which is why for the longest time, I've never listened to talking heads, talking points, mm. um, because I have my own opinions. Correct. Correct. I Just give me the facts mm. and then I can make my own opinions. I don't need to hear anyone pontificating on the other side of the screen on my television screen mm. about their opinions because I am an educated man 
who can form his own opinions without it, anyone yapping in my ear. Yeah, so please, yeah. uh, news anchor or news organization, just give me the facts. <laughs> but that doesn't exist anymore because facts do not do what? Facts do mm -hmm. not attract. Facts mm -hmm. do not get clicks. Facts do not um, uh, drive ad revenue. So yeah. uh, it's a sad state of affairs. I agree. Well said. So Kirk, I have time for two more questions. My next question is about the younger generation you know, the millennials, the Gen Zs, who are now getting into positions of authority, leadership. And I think they bring a breath of fresh air into a world that people of my generation, who are the boomers, have really messed around with. How are they looking at news? And how are they consuming news? They're consuming news right here on their mm -hmm. phone. Okay. Uh, and sometimes it's via, uh, you know, DM. Mm. or mass text mm. or group text mm. uh, but it's it's mostly it's mostly that mm. uh, there's from tiktok to instagram to uh linkedin um i think that's how people are consuming news because they used to do they used to do watch regular tv mm. uh, our our generations we used to either watch regular tv or listen to the radio now everything is so a la carte and mm. and on demand that you have to you have to reach the people where there are and okay. and that's that's on the phone uh, and that's in their apps. And it's all very niche. You know, some people are Instagram, some people are Facebook, some yeah. people are LinkedIn, some people are TikTok, mm. uh, depending on your age and your preference. Mm. So that's how that's how people are are, are ingesting news. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Or or the the Alexa or the mm. <laughs> you know the, the Alexa or the radio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But you know, uh, when I look at it, uh, Every morning when I wake up, I still need my newspaper with my cup of tea. But I guess, as you say, that's a different generation altogether. But Kirk, my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey, you know, as a journalist, as, as, as a news anchor, now as an entrepreneur building Sizzle TV, um, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away on the subject of communication uh, and remember you with. Always be unapologetically you. If mm. you are going to communicate, A, be professional, but always be unapologetically you because there's no no one else like you. So uh, that, that'll help you find your authoritative voice. Mm. Mm. It'll help you really be genuine. Yeah, and really reach through that digital divide. Mm. Uh, so that's the first lesson. And yeah. in terms of communication, is we were talking about how everything's is a broadcast. I'm gonna, I, I like to teach this to all my interns and anyone I'm in a Zoom meeting with, even if the Zoom meeting is forty people, it has nothing to do with uh, with you know communication. Everyone always wants this practical tip, and it's an old school new network network news anchor tip, and that is mm -hmm. sit on the edge of your seat. Mm. Literally sit on the edge of your seat when mm. you're taping your social media, yeah. when you're hosting your podcast, when you're on your Zoom. I am sitting on the edge of my seat right now with my feet planted. Right. So if you're sitting at the edge of your seat, it's mm. going to keep keep you on edge literally and figuratively. Yeah, Mentally, physically, it's going to help you You know, with your posture. It's going to help with your breathing. It's going to help yeah, with right. your focus, correct? Mm. So if you're jumping from one Zoom to the next Zoom to the next Zoom all day, you know, get get yourself situated before you hit connect mm. on that Zoom, before you hit connect on that Google Meet, set up, get camera ready. Right. Realize you are about to disseminate a broadcast. You mm. are a presenter. Uh, e even if you're not hosting, 
people are looking at you, Absolutely. especially if you, if you have your camera live and, and be ready, be ready in a business setting. Now we have business meetings via Zoom, right? Business connections via Zoom. Get camera ready, mm -hmm. you know, have, and that shows the person on the other side of yeah. that Zoom that you respect their time Correct. and, and you are staying on message and you're being extremely professional and you're commanding that camera presence. Whenever I am right now, I'm on a podcast, but mm. even if it's just a one-on-one -on -one zoom, mm. I get ready. I treat it as a broadcast, correct. correct? I sit on the edge of my seat. I mm. sit up and I deliver and I speak to that person. I don't, I don't notice. I'm not looking at you. If I'm looking mm. at you, I'm away from the camera. Look right at that camera, camera. Yep. and speak right into that camera mm. and visualize the person you're speaking to and really have that messaging, whatever messaging it is you want, you want mm. to deliver. Mm. have a clear message and make sure you're delivering that message mm. clearly. That's the biggest advice I can give people because I see so many people doing it the wrong way, <laughs> Correct. Correct. you know, uh, at really, really command um, the, the stage. Mm. If you will have that presence mm. and, you know, uh, as part of sizzle TV, I'm an entrepreneur. I teach these tips as well. Uh, and because I've been coaching so many people for so long, mm -hmm. uh, someone told me, you know, my speaking mentor said, you know, we really should be teaching this on a professional level mm -hmm. to see executives, Fortune 500s, everyone's shooting videos, filming videos, everyone's doing internal videos. Yeah. Uh, you need this, this, this kind of coaching. And it's, it's mm -hmm. really practical tips. And I tell people, if you're listening right now, write that down, sit on the edge of your seat, put it on your, on your, uh, on your desktop, put it on, on your monitor, have it there. As a reminder, Correct. sit on the edge of your seat. Every Correct. time you hit connect, before you hit connect on Zoom, sit on the edge of your seat, get camera ready. I love that. I love that. And then on that note, Kirk, and your three amazing lessons, be unapologetically you. There's no one in the world like you. Uh, second one you said, which is, a, again, brilliant, sit on the edge of your seat with feet planted, get camera ready. I think that's so, so important. And the third one you said was have a clear message and command the stage. Thank you, Kirk, for speaking to me about your own journey, about all the work, the work that you've done. Thank you for talking to me about your Emmy Awards. Thank you for talking to me about Sizzle TV. I will now go and sign up for whatever I can see on Sizzle TV, and I'm encouraging all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Kirk Sizzle TV. It's a free download. It's a free app. Roku, Correct. Amazon Fire, Samsung. I will go and download it. And thank you so much for sharing so many amazing perspectives on journalism and the little phone that seems to be a part of our lives now till some new technology comes up. Thank yes. you again and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.